Welcome back to our court case podcast. I'm here with Spencer Pickard, and this is Audrey Ryder. And we are going to be looking at the Lombardo versus City of St. Louis, Missouri case today. Looking at the story from the Supreme Court, St. Louis police arrested Nicholas Gilbert for trespassing in a condemned building and failing to appear in court for a traffic ticket. So I have a question for you. Would you pay a traffic ticket just right straight up? Well, yeah, obviously. I don't want to get arrested. Like, he literally didn't pay it. I think that's weird. Yeah, I would, would too. I I would, just so we didn't have to go through all this. I mean, yeah, it's hard to have money sometimes, but, like, you can save up real quick. Yeah, but he also just should have gone to court because it's not that hard. Just get an Uber or something. I know. Take a bike. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know he tried to hang himself in his cell? No, I didn't. That's probably why they had to detain him, and that's why this whole situation happened. Yeah, so an officer saw him tie a piece of clothing around the bar, and then apparently they tried to stop him, and they what, there was three people involved, the three policemen involved. One grabbed his wrist to handcuff him, but Gilbert was evading, and he was struggling because he didn't want to be, you know, detained. So it was really funny. And, I mean, he was small. He was 5'3 and only 160 pounds. Like, that's almost the size of me. (laughs) Well, didn't didn't the officers have to kneel on his back just to detain him so he would stop fighting? Yeah, so they put him down in a kneeling position over a concrete bench and then handcuffed his arms behind his back. And then he reared back and he was kicking him, hitting him. He hit his head on the bench and he kicked one of the officers in the groin. Then they called for more help, and they were trying to put him in leg shackles to make him stop. Well, how could he hang himself? Was there, like, a ceiling, or did he just try to hang himself through the bars? It was only the bar, so he only had, like, one piece of clothing, like, probably, like, his jacket or something, and he tied it over the bar. Which is kind of weird, because I don't think you can hang yourself, because you can suffocate yourself. I mean, you can attempt, I guess, but... Once, once it's there's... done, you can breathe after, Yeah, you know, because you're not hanging, hanging, you're just yeah. laying there. I know, so weird. So back to the story. So he was put in shackles and handcuffs, and they put him in a prone position, which is you just, like, lay down, face down mm-hmm. on the floor. And there was three of them, and they had all their limbs down, like on his shoulders, his arms, and his legs, and then so he's one... pretty much getting suffocated at this point, right? Oh yeah, it gets better. One of the officers put pressure on his back and torso, and Gilbert was like fighting against them. He tried to raise his chest, and he was telling them like it hurts. Stop, stop. Like I'm done. I can't breathe. I it hurts, and. After, like, 15 minutes of struggling in that one position, he stopped breathing and stopped moving. And then the officers were like, what the heck? So they rolled him over onto his side and then his back to check for a pulse. Oh, did they get a pulse? No. They performed chest compressions and rescue breathing. And then they called an ambulance and they eventually transported him to the hospital, mm-hmm. where then they pronounced him dead. Was he dead on scene or did he die in the hospital they have no idea they can't find that one out Uh but once he was declared dead his parents sued like tried to sue the officers and 
that's why we're in court now to look at this case. Oh, sweet. So do you know what the constitutional issue is with this case? Yeah, so it violates the Fourth Amendment, and it's also related to police excessive force, reforming police, and criminal law reform. And before the Eighth Circuit's decision in the case, all six courts of appeals that considered the issue agreed that the use of compression asphyxia against a restrained arrestee or detainee who poses no threat to officers or others is objectively unreasonable. By departing from the previously established national rule, the Eighth Circuit reached a decision that is inconsistent with the Supreme Court's deadly force cases, foundational Fourth Amendment principles, and police practices across American jurisdictions. So, the use of force standards that issue in the case affected like a staggering number of Americans each year. So, for instance, in 2015, the average daily population of prisoners, prisoners held pretrial in local jails, and guess what the number was? It exceeded over 400,000. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's like the whole state of Utah. Mm-hmm. And in the same year, law enforcement officers made nearly 11 million arrests, initiating contacts annually with 27 million U.S. residents aged 16 or older. That's a lot of people. Why, why do we have so many bad people? I don't know. Like, imagine, like, that's us. Like, our whole that's our, class and above. That's crazy. Yeah, but that's, like, combining our class with, like, one and a half million times. Yeah, it's, like, half the population right there, just in the oh. U.S. On June 28th of last year, the U.S. Supreme Court decided that excessive force required courts to imply a careful and context specific analysis so in honor of gilbert lombardo steps in and argues for him that this case is not losing for him like he has to win because they used excessive force in the cell to detain him when they he literally asked them to stop because they were hurting him and they suffocated him and killed him but on the other hand, he was resisting the police. So if you just comply with the police, they wouldn't have to use the excessive force, right? Mm-hmm. But on the same hand, they shouldn't have done that because it killed him. They couldn't have gone that hard. They could have just said something like, hey, like, you know, instead of, oh, I'm going to suffocate you and put my knees on you. Because I think the weight from what ACLU said on their case website I think it was about 1,300 to 1,500 pounds of weight all on his body when he was down on the ground. Which is pretty heavy. Like, I can't even do that. I can't even lift 100 pounds without dying sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. <laughs> oh. From Cornell Law School, they took notes. Um, because this case was decided by summary judgment, the evidence here recounted is reviewed in the light most favorable, the non-moving party. In their notes, they kind of go into an argument where whatever the source of law in analyzing an excessive force claim, a court must determine whether the force was objectively unreasonable in the light of facts and circumstances of each particular case. And they were talking about that not needing an address whether the 4th or 14th Amendment provides the proper basis for a claim of excessive force against the pretrial detainee in Gilbert's position. So they kind of just go into 
both sides at the same time, but it, to me, it sounds like an argument base kind of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it just looks like they just don't really know. And they said it was decided by a summary judgment. So that wasn't really more of an argument base in the court. I think it just kind of went into like, oh, he's already dead, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, his parents sued the police and the city. Yeah, I hope they get some money out of this. Yeah. Health insurance. Imagine dying. Oh, that's so sad. Wait, like imagine dying just because someone's crushing you. I mean, it happens all the time, though, because there's been so many more cases like this where cops always use too much excessive force and always ends up killing the people. Same with, like, cops using too much pepper spray and suffocating the person that way. There's just a lot of things and keep on tasing them. So police just need to know their force and... And, like, know their strength. Yeah, because all their weapons are, like, they say that they're non-lethal, but most of the time they can be lethal yeah. if you use too much. Like if you keep on tasing a person too mm-hmm. long, it can literally fry their yeah. Um, they system. can they can abuse the power that yeah. they have and, and then spray paint spray oh pepper spray pepper spray yeah, yeah. <laughs> pepper spray. Um, if you just spray it too long in somebody's face, it can literally suffocate them because that stuff is hardcore. Jeez, so. oh, I hate being pepper sprayed. I got yeah. pepper sprayed one time. Yeah, I've burned been, literally would not come out. Yeah, I've been around my brother because he's a cop, so he had to get tased and pepper sprayed. Like Ooh. he said that he would rather get tased because it only hurts for a couple seconds, and compared to pepper spray, it never goes away. Oh, yeah, nope, I cannot do that. So in summary, Lombardo won this case because the cops used too much excessive force. So, um, that's it for our podcast. Thanks for listening.